I am starting to have some serious questions about the pedagogical objectives of Hogwarts. Chapter 9 is called The Midnight Duel, and the chapter begins with this Quidditch subplot that I am trying hard to care about, but I don't, because it's literally just going to be like, Harry can't play sports well, until it's, oh man, Harry played sports well. We thought he was going to fail, but he didn't. It would be cool if he did fail, and if it was like a comment on knowing your limits, or dealing with the sorts of adversity that teenagers are going to actually deal with which involves like self-doubt and the vicious cycle of using personal failure to reinforce that insecurity. But like, I honestly just don't think this book is that smart. Like, I don't think the book is dumb. It's not like fucking Twilight, but it also hasn't proven itself to be very clever so far. It's just like total middle-brow obvious shit that is recombined into something that's kind of fun and frivolous. So I don't think they're going to like really go deep into Harry's psychology. But, I mean, there's seven books, so you never know. So then Bossy Girl is talking, and it's weird how much the narrator hates Bossy Girl. The narrator is like, And then Bossy Girl said some dumb bullshit, and everybody was bored as hell, except for the dumb sad kid who is too sad to be bored. The psychology of the narrator and the way the narrator interacts with the characters is still one of the most bizarre things about this book to me. The narrator is absolutely not neutral, and in a way that I find pretty off-putting, it's not like this cool Thomas Pynchon style way where there's like this mediating party that adds to the complexity of the narrative. It honestly just feels like it's an emotional manipulation tool. Like the narrator's too worried that you won't be able to pick up on certain things. And so instead of showing you, the narrator just tells you, which is like literally the biggest no-no in all of fiction. Like if the narrator wants us to be bored by Bossy Girl, they could be like, Bossy Girl said something boring. Or they could just, like, show the boring thing that Bossy Girl said and let us figure out that it's boring. But there's this weird aspect of control, like the narrator is obsessed with keeping control of the, nar uh, of the narrative. And maybe there's a bit of Bossy Girl in the narrator, and that's why the narrator, like, hates her so much. It's like this transposed self-loathing or something. Like, the narrator's like, she's bossy and she tries to control everything. And it's like, maybe the person who's bossy and tries to control everything is you. And then Dracula gets all sorts of packages and shit from his parents, and he brags about it, which is basically like the only tool the narrator has to get you to resent him. The narrator's like, hey, remember how Dudley was spoiled and shitty? Well, Dracula is spoiled and shitty in the exact same way. And of course, Dracula is like this very heavy-handed metonym for the demons of Harry's childhood or whatever. And in case we were confused about that, the chapter literally starts out with like, Harry hates Dracula kid as much as he hates Dudley. So they go to this flying lesson for, like, Quidditch flying on a broom or whatever, and the teacher is named Madam Hooch, and she has yellow eyes like a hawk because she teaches flying, and hawks fly. And then she tells Dracula that, like, he's been doing it wrong, and Harry and Ron are like, fuck yeah, you have, you little turd, fuck you. And then, of course, the weird sad kid tries to fly and he gets really hurt, and apparently his, like, his third-degree burns have healed, and so he decided to stay enrolled in this sadistic school because he's a fucking masochist or something. 
And so then he falls down from 20 feet and he breaks his wrist. And then Dracula starts making fun of him and he uses the same like dumb like Reddit insults that, that Hagrid does. And he's like, you great lump, you fucking pansy turd dork tingle or whatever. Like it's just dumb. And then the weird kid, the, the weird sad kid dropped his fucking telepathic orb and Dracula gets it, and Harry's like, give it here, and Dracula just, like, takes off on his broom, and then Harry goes and chases him, but then the bossy girl is like, don't go, Harry, the hooch told us to stay right here, and that is way more important than stopping an active robbery, because I don't understand context, and I'm completely inflexible. But Harry goes anyway, and Dracula, uh, throws the orb in the air, and Harry does some sort of, like, swan dive thing onto his broom to catch it, and then Professor Catwoman comes, and tells him to come with her, and he thinks he's gonna get in trouble, and instead he just gets put on the fucking Quidditch team. And this is another problem I have with the narrative. Every time Harry is scared about something or doesn't believe in himself, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, actually, this thing he was scared of, he's good at it. He was scared that he wouldn't fit in because he was raised by muggles, and that was an unreasonable fear, and he's doing fine. And he was scared that he'd be bad at Quidditch because he's never played, and it turns out that he's just a fucking natural. It's like, that's not how things work. Are any of his fears actually going to materialize and allow him to, like, actually overcome adversity? Or is it just gonna be, Harry coasts through wizard school because he's so fucking great, and then he has to, like, defeat Dracula and Snape and then fucking Voldemort, probably in that order, and that's it. Oh, and, like, not be, like, tempted into the Slytherin house like he's fucking Anakin Skywalker or something. That is, if that's all the story is, I'm gonna be so disappointed. And then Professor Catwoman is like, we need to change the rules of Quidditch so that Harry is eligible to play because Gryffindor is terrible and Slytherin is great and we won't be able to win without changing the rules. And then she's like, I couldn't look Snape in the face when Slytherin won. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? What kind of bullshit is this? Is this, this is supposed to be a fucking pedagogical institution. And these teachers are these like weird, hyper-competitive egomaniacs who care more about their fucking house prestige than any sort of pedagogy. It's like, all these kids are, are just fucking avatars for our petty intra-school squabbles, little fucking chess pieces that we can move around to try to impress our fucking colleagues burn Hogwarts to the fucking ground, set fucking fire to the many turrets, bomb the many towers, fucking demolish this shit and start over. Hogwarts is awful. So then Harry goes back to the dining hall and he tells everyone how awesome he is, and then fucking Dracula and his goons come up to him, and Harry is like, you're a lot more brave now that you're on the ground and your fucking goons are with you, which seems really out of character. Well, not really. It it's not out of character based on the type of shit he has said before. He's, like, been a smartass to Dracula before, and he's been a smartass to Dudley, so it makes sense in that context. I just feel like it doesn't make sense given how much of Harry's interior life is this sort of neurotic anxiety about how he isn't good enough and he doesn't belong. Plus, given the way that he's been treated throughout his whole life, it just feels off. There's just something fundamentally disconnected between what I would imagine someone going through his circumstances would be like versus just this sort of, like, cavalier, nonchalant, sprezzatura kind of, like, cool guy that Harry is. And then Dracula challenges him to a wizard's duel, wand only. And, like, this, this is like a conceptual dick-waving contest in as literal a sense as a children's book can get. And then Bossy Girl is like, just so you know, I don't approve of your lifestyle. And Harry's like, yeah, no one asked you. And Bossy Girl is like, eh, Bossy Girl got a boss. So then that night, Harry and Ron try to sneak out, and Bossy Girl finds them, I swear to God, the narrator describes Bossy Girl as hissing at them like an angry goose. And so 
I'm going to change my prediction. I think Bossy Girl and the narrator end up together. The narrator hates her so much that there is definitely some sort of, like, Nietzschean resentment going on here. I'm not entirely clear on why it's happening, but clearly the narrator has some serious issues, harboring some serious issues just deep inside that they need to deal with. And then they meet the weird sad kid, and he's like, I'm dumb, I lock myself out, I should be in Hufflepuff. And they're like, fuck off, weird sad kid. And he's like, I can't. And they're like, fine, come with us. And then they get to the third floor, and they're like, good thing that dude with the tucked-in beard didn't warn us about how this floor has a room that is going to lead to certain death. And then they hear a voice, and they think it's Dracula, but it's actually that weird caretaker, and he's like talking to his cat, and he's trying to find them. And so they think that they've been set up by Dracula. And then they run from him, and there's like all these like Scooby-Doo hijinks, and then that trickster ghost is there and he's like the world's dorkiest dad and he's like oh uh i won't say nothing unless you say please and so then the guy says please and he's like nothing wah wah and i hate this ghost and i hate almost everybody else in this book and then harry and the gang realize that they're in the death room of course and then the death room has this giant fucking cerebus dog with three heads. And it's like, okay, cool, fucking mini boss. And like battle music plays, like da na da da na da 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 And then instead of the attack command, they use the flea command, and they get the fuck out of there. And Bossy Girl was like, yo, that dog was standing on a trap door. Did you notice that? And they were like, I didn't notice that because I was too busy looking at how fucking crazy that dog looked. And she was like, yeah, no, he was on a trap door. And he must be protecting a package that Hagrid took from the Goblin Bank because there's nothing else that is worth hiding in a trapdoor uh, and protecting with a three-headed dog. And that's the end of the chapter. (laughs) 